Welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures this week that you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up, we find out if it's hip to be square or even hipper to be cubed in Minecraft. Next up, we hunt our hexes as we howl at the moon Ow. in Wolves. And lastly, we score by fives as we triangles in Contact. I'm your host, Celeste Angels, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hi, everyone. And Mike Grenier. Porting on the rich. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Our first game up this week is Minecraft Heroes of the Village, designed by Christian Fjord and Newt Hopple, published by Ravensburger in 2022. Number of players, 2 to 4, ages 7 and up, playtime 20 to 25 minutes. All right, Mikey, what's in the cube? I mean, the box. <laughs> The cover of the cube presents us with our intrepid blocky heroes, Steve and Alex, and their human and animal friends, coming into a geometrically sound scene ready for exploration and combat against the evil and angular illagers. Inside we find 25 wooden blocks, of course, 18 world tiles, 6 pairs of player pieces, 4 inventory and ability tiles, uh, with 6 animal companion tiles, 9 buildings, 12 mob tokens, a starting tile, an illager's path tile, an illager piece, two dice, and a big juicy bago. <laughs> and that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game was to the third power, Evan, <laughs> square up the rules. Minecraft Heroes of the Village. It's a cooperative game set in the Minecraft universe, of course, in which players must combine their skills to fight off the illagers that will invade your home village. Each player is assigned a character and a pet, and the pet gives each player a unique ability. Each player on their turn can choose to perform two of these actions. Explore, mine, fight a mob, or build. Exploring reveals new tiles and resources. Mining is the collection of resources. Successfully fighting mobs can help push the illagers back, and building also helps hold back those dreaded illagers. Defeat the illagers and the ravagers, or ravages, before time runs. <laughs> now, let's see if us adults turned out to be the new kids on the block. Oh. <laughs> yes, thank you. Beautiful. Well, we definitely were the new kids on the block. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How did the blocks look? Uh, blocky? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, quite Square. symmetrical. <laughs> Geometrically sound. Yes. <laughs> but, but Every... the cube you were drawn from the, uh, the bago, they were large for... Yeah, hefty. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, the IP pictures of all this different stuff from the game, very recognizable all the way down to the little purple swirlies around the upset illager. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, they captured first, the details from the game for sure. Yeah, at first I thought there wasn't going to be enough cubes because it didn't seem like they produced that many, but actually turned out to be pretty well, pretty well used. You know, mm -hmm. I, wanted, I wanted the cubes to be very important, obviously. That's what right. Minecraft is all about. So I was thinking that I just imagined, oh, if you're going to make a Minecraft game, you got to have hundreds of cubes, right? <laughs> right. But they figured out a clever way to make them integral mm -hmm. on theme and still not have, you know, an overwhelming amount. 
you yeah. have to stack and store. Yeah, that was definitely a good move on their part because uh, this could have been those tiny little euro size cubes, mm-hmm. you know? No. <laughs> no. Oh my God, stacking them and making a big mess. Now, this was nice and neat. Yeah, I've seen Euro games with it, with obviously the mini cubes, and then they have mm-hmm. like, you know, one grand or grande cube that's double mm-hmm. the size. This is probably triple that size. Yeah. So these yeah. things were hefty. The, the double Super grande, the triple grande. That's right. <laughs> I'll take a double grande light. <laughs> yeah, they're about the size of a normal dice, right? Yeah, like just a about. Dice. Yeah, even bigger, I'd say, yeah. Well, and they were bigger than the dice we actually rolled. Yeah, they were Yes, bigger. but those dice were small. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were custom, though. And mm-hmm. the pictures on the squares were fine. You know, they were like yeah. snapshots from the game. Yeah. Basic. So, you know, very basic. Uh, but they were they, they served a purpose. They showed mm-hmm. what type of landscape you were in. And that was really all they were meant to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the characters were on white backgrounds. I guess that was fine. Yeah. Yeah, because you didn't want to like bias them as to what terrain they're standing on, I guess, or what their specialty was going to be. So. Yeah, just put them on a white background. It's sure. Easy. Yeah, they don't blend in that way. They kind of stand out in a way. True. Mm. Yep. The bag was adequate, right? Evan? <laughs> uh yes. Uh, as an as a um uh you know a very experienced bago aficionado, uh-huh. um I would say this one had the standard components that all bags should have. It had the t- double drawstring. <laughs> it wasn't too large <laughs> yeah. like some games we played, and yeah. it certainly wasn't too small. The, We're getting the uh... material was the material was nothing fantastic <laughs> oh like God. silk, but uh, <laughs> I, would, I would say on a scale of one to ten, this was a about a 5.9. Mm. Thank you. Thank you yes, for that. Yes, we're getting very granular with this description. I love that. Oh, it's Bago. <laughs> yeah. It's Bago. So, I mean, I get it. I well mean, we done, draw from the Bago a lot in the game, and the, uh, it's surprising how often we do a black cube out of there. Oh, oh, oh the black goodness. cubes. Yep. Yeah, That's, the dreaded yeah. black cube. Yeah, they advance the, uh, like, so there's a path that the, um, the illagers are taking to get to your village to destroy it. And every time you draw a black cube out of the bag, they advance one space. And we did it, like, what, four turns in a row or something uh, like that? It seemed like it. So, yeah, it was uh, It's not a lot of spaces till they get to you, so it got tense real fast. No, there's only, like, seven, seven six, and yeah. five is where they sit. So they mm-hmm. only really have four moves before they cause trouble. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they start adding more black cubes to accelerate their speed. So, uh, but... They can, the- or you can take black cubes out of the bag permanently mm-hmm. yes yes or, if you win fights me. that's where winning mm-hmm. fights yeah, you gotta go in. fight the mob yeah each character and animal set were kind of like specialized i think ed was our uh our fighter. fighter yeah he was yeah because i got yep. the the doggo and he helped me fight yep he gave you a little <laughs> bonus to your roles i had the uh i was using the uh, explorer so i mean my guy was more of an explorer because he had the horse so i could look at two tiles at a time and start putting those putting those cubes that come with the tiles into the bag faster to thin out the odds that we would grab a black cube out of the bag. Yeah. Uh, I liked how they each had their own little special ability. It wasn't Mm -hmm. complicated or anything. It was simple Mm -hmm. to understand. Um, Easy to follow. I I liked um, how you could move around the board without having to worry about, you know, how many spaces you were going. Mm -hmm. So the board movement was really just helping you keep track of where you were gathering supplies. It wasn't, there yeah. was no, um, there was no hindrance there for to movement. Me, that kind of like, I don't know, I wasn't feeling that aspect of it because I feel like the game is a lot less replayable when it doesn't matter where the tiles show up on the board. So. 
Hmm. It's it's pretty much the same every time because I'm just going to go over here or over there. You're never boxed in by, you know, monsters or, you know, too far away from a space to make it work for you. So I think the difference, the main difference in this game lies in the level of difficulty you choose to play it. There's basically Mm -hmm. three modes. There's easy, medium and hard. Mm-hmm. And it uh, they dic- are dictated by the amount of blocks it takes for you to build the what are they the walls of the uh, of the village the building mm-hmm. yeah the, the, buildings. Bu- the buildings themselves so yeah. it, we played the easy level in which you either just needed four blocks or five blocks to complete mm-hmm. the structure but at the at the hard level you need like I don't know six or seven blocks per structure in order mm-hmm. to complete them and it definitely was easy I mean we yeah. didn't we didn't have much of a challenge there, but it's a great way to learn how to play the game. Yes. To, to play oh, yeah. it on the easy mode. Yeah. Especially when you're someone like myself. Oh, here, confession time. <laughs> I've never played Minecraft. <gasps> what? I've I certainly am aware of its existence and of course, its popularity and everything. Mm-hmm. I just never did. So this is my first exposure in any way, really directly to Minecraft. I had a birthday party where we all brought our old school big heavy computers together into one room and played Minecraft from like from daytime all the way till the next morning <laughs> together on like a big LAN party. It was fun. So that's great. You, you had like different different people, people who are very familiar with it playing the game and people who are not familiar with it at yeah, all with it playing. I mean I've played I've played the game. Obviously I have three children, you know, yeah, there's no right, way to exactly. not play the game. But and they love it. Mm-hmm. Uh I I don't care for it. To me, it feels like work. I mean, the reward is epic buildings, but the amount of time it takes, my children make epic buildings, but the amount of time it takes mm-hmm. for me to make a building, it just seems grueling to me. Um, I do love their game, Minecraft Dungeon, but this game, um, which is a different type of game, Minecraft Dungeon is a dungeon yeah. crawler, but it's done by the Minecraft people, which was, mm-hmm. it, I thoroughly enjoy a dungeon crawl. But hmm. this game, Actually, I enjoyed it quite a bit more than playing the video game. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it was certainly, it felt more social. Right? Oh, yeah. To me, True. it felt more social. Um, and I mean, I know kids have a lot of fun playing Minecraft together, but it mm-hmm. does feel like parallel play to me when you're playing Minecraft with other people. It doesn't feel like social play. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this wasn't like that. This was a co-op. We all worked together to defeat the monsters and we all actually did a lot of planning. You'll go here, I'll go there, Evan go there, etc. So, um, in that regard, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Trying yeah. to solve the problem together. That's cool. I mean, it did skew kind of young, though. You know what I mean? Like I could tell this game was made to be a family game, which it proclaims right there in the front of the box, a family game. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it's uh, I think that. It's so easy to teach for younger kids, and I think they would get a lot of fun out of it. But I'm curious to see if it would be fun for them or if they'd be like, this is a boring 2D version of a cooler game. You know, <laughs> I'd love to see what the opinion would be. <laughs> um, so this game was chosen by my son. He picked this game out. Oh, and man. so he really was interested in playing it, the, mm-hmm. the tabletop version. Um, I tend to think that it won't. I mean, I'll let you guys know and I'll let yeah. the audience know when we do play it. I tend to think that it won't feel the same. So mm-hmm. it'll have to stand on its own merits, Yeah. Um, which I think it will. And I mean, as far as family games go, I mean, considering your quote unquote family choices, like Monopoly <laughs> yeah. and Clue, oh, wait, you know, oh, true. and wait. Sorry and Shoots and Ladders, <laughs> oh. um, this is 
certainly a step up. But Mm -hmm. on the flip side, it isn't a game for children uh, that is really complicated, like Scythe for children or something. (laughs) You know, it's it's much more manageable than a lot of so-called games for kids. Oh, yeah. um, Of these Euro games that are just basically slightly simplified. Um, which still have, you know, a bunch of rules you got to sit through. In fact, when I brought this game out, I told you guys, you know, it looks like it's got too many rules for me because it it does come with a (laughs) relatively large booklet. And Ed started flipping through the booklet and he's like, "Uh, the rules are three pages. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, all right, let's play. So there yep. must have been yeah. a bunch of different it's languages. Not all the other languages. Yeah. Oh, is that what mm-hmm. it was? Yep. It yeah. looked big and intimidating, yeah. Yeah. So that, that was a nice surprise as well. All right, explorers, it is time to dig up or bury Minecraft Heroes of the Village. Ed? I enjoy the video game, and the art will be very familiar to the fan. The gameplay will work for younger kids. But it really wasn't that much there for me to want to play again, per se. So I'm going to have to bury it, but just deep enough so the kids can find it as a gem. (laughs) Mike? Well, I really, really love the video game of Minecraft. But I don't know. This one didn't really translate well for the 2D version for me. It just didn't hold the same excitement. Um, I'd play this with younger kids for sure. I think they'd love it. It's easy to teach. Um, but just for me, myself, I'd have to bury it. Evan? I've never played Minecraft, so this is a rare occasion of approaching <laughs> a game as a total noob. Uh, and I liked it. I think it's very good for kids, obviously. A nice family co-op and basic enough with uh, some concepts that we're familiar with that do work. I say dig it up. Okay, well, I wonder if this is an issue of, I wonder if the fact that you enjoy Minecraft will make this game a bit of a disappointment, Hmm. or I wonder if it's just exclusive to you, Mike. Um, So I don't care for Minecraft, but I did like this game. Um, This game was a fun group adventure together <laughs> waiting Adventure. for the monsters to show up and i would certainly play it again and i think as far as replayability i do believe that the placement of the monsters and playing the harder levels is enough of variety to make it replayable so i will say dig it up what cool things have you built in minecraft let us know we are at which game first on all social media hey guys what's going on with which game first this week Monday nights, which game first? A board game podcast plays live, and we invite you to come along and watch the fun and excitement. Eight o'clock Eastern Time, United States Time, and we are on all the major streaming channels. We are on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we are on Twitch. Those are the major ones. <laughs> we love uh, exploring new board games with you online. We're playing them for the first time, so we're learning about the game. We need your help, we need your tips. And we also, at the same time, often play trivia with the audience. It's a very interactive experience, and we want you to join us. All right. And everybody out there, it is getting warm outside, so you know what that means. 
that means all the conventions are coming up <laughs> and the <laughs> summer LARPs are coming up too. <laughs> and we're trying to decide where we're going to end up this year, which, which LARP I'd like to do a LARP this year. What do you guys think? Huh? huh? Absolutely. Yeah. For all right. sure. So, so you had yeah. me at LARP. I know. Right? <laughs> I didn't have to say much more than that. So, We'd yeah, like we're to know, decide... but we do want to know the audience opinion on where we should go as far as conventions go. Exactly. Yep. I l- we'd love to hear from you guys. Let us know if you want to see us at Gen Con, if you want to see us at Origins, if it's still packs unplugged for you guys. Gosh, I hope they're maskless conventions this year, but we mm, will well. follow protocol one way or the other. We keep your fingers crossed. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know I'll be going to the WBC, so yeah. yeah. Know it. World Board Gaming Champions 10 days in a ski, ski resort, resort? <laughs> yeah. in Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. I think our audience would love it there. You guys should check oh it out. Oh my God, it's a blast. I loved it when I went. <laughs> but it World. is hardcore board gaming. Uh-huh. World Board <laughs> Gaming Championships. Check it out. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening. If you want to become a patron of this show, just go to our website. Click on Become a Patron Today. For $3 a month, you get access to our patron-only podcast called Bonus, Bonus Points. Bonus Points. Access to the entire back catalog of that, including a few secret episodes of Which Game First, just for you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everyone. On with the Thanks. show. Our next game up this week is The Wolves, designed by Ashwin Kamath and Clarence Simpson, published by Pandasaurus Games in 2022. Number of players, 2 to 5, ages 14 and up, playtime 75 minutes. Okay, Mikey, what's in the box? The cover of the box immerses us in a close-up of the eye of a wolf on the stark white backdrop of his winter coat. Iris reflecting his pack mates howling into the night. Inside, we discover a start board, 10 region boards, 5 double sided player boards, a double sided moonlight board, 30 double sided terrain tiles, 20 alpha wolf meeples, 40 pack wolf meeples, 60 dens, 20 layers, 20 lone wolf tokens, 20 prey tokens, 10 region scoring tokens, 50 VP tokens, 12 bonus action tokens, 12 bonus terrain tiles, and a handy set of 5 reference cards. And that's what's in the box. Before we tell you how this game played, Evan (laughs) Pack in the rules. The Wolves is an area control game where each player represents a pack of wolves vying for control over various terrains of a vast landscape. Packs will move, they will build dens next to their alpha wolves, they'll upgrade those dens to layers if they're near watering holes, they'll howl to call more, more wolves into the pack, <laughs> and they will try to dominate their opponents. Each action requires you to flip terrain tiles, which, which must match, and that's where you're going to take your action. The double-sided tiles means the actions you take this round will set up different terrain types, and you can act on those in the next round. As you take actions to expand your pack's control of each region, you also upgrade your pack's attributes, and that allows you to take more aggressive actions as the game goes on. There are scoring rounds in the game and a final round of scoring. Too many ways to score to describe them all here, but generally speaking, and you can hear the wolves in the background, (laughs) control the most areas and achieve as many upgrades as possible to score the most points, and the victor gets a chance to pause and reflect on their victory. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh. 
All right, guys. This was a hefty box. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, played right. it uh, courtesy of Ed. Thank um, you, Ed. Ed's vast uh, library of games that grows <laughs> weekly, <laughs> if not daily. Yeah, it grows um, faster than we can play it. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Um, what did we think of the look and feel? The box, the components, and the art. I mean, look at all those meeples. I mean, yeah. meeples. Yeah. Oh yeah, wolves. Yeah. Two different kinds: the 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 basic wolves, the alpha wolves that are up with their necks arched up and howling. Mm-hmm. Really, the mini really layers. Cool. The, the mini layers. layers. Yep. Yeah, the boards were a nice quality uh quality cardboard with a nice coating on them. Um, the every tile was stark enough to tell the difference between you know each yes, different. Yes, good type, color separation. Cool. Yes, yep, good color combos. Yep. Yeah, very nice in that regard. Lovely art. Um, Not a ton of art, but really nice what they had and just what you needed. The terrain was very clearly delineated. There was no Mm -hmm. confusion as to how the terrain looked or anything. Everything Mm -hmm. was very clear when it was separate, um, you know, different types. So that was great. It was easy to play in that regard. Nice to feel. Everything felt good in the hand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Substantial. So and Mm -hmm. the and I like the cover art. Very pretty. Yep, it's a grabber of a box for sure. It was a grabber of a box. It stood mm-hmm. out on the shelf. Uh, I I loved. Let's start with the movement in this game. I really enjoyed the way you moved in this game. Yeah, I thought it was really clever. Though, now the flipping the tile to activate, you know, the, your either where you're going to or where you're dominating or whatever mm-hmm. action you're taking. Yes, it sets up your next move too. So you it do do a little brain burning just to figure out yeah. well. If I flip the tiles, I'll be able to do this other action next time. Yes. I, yeah, it was cool to see the the terrain tiles that you use to move to those certain types of terrains. Some of them had a different back on them. Uh, the the original one you get for the type of wolf you are is the same on both sides. So you have one reliable version of that Makes particular sense. terrain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, the other ones had something different on the back. But they had a little symbol of what the back side was on the front. So you're not constantly flipping them over to check them. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of very nice. well designed. Yeah, slick, very slick. Yeah, I liked how movement. Um, other people, other people's wolf packs could not get in your way that much. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Um, it allowed me to think ahead better than other times when um, other yeah. games. Sometimes you can't really think ahead because uh, somebody might be in the spot by the time I need it. So I don't mm-hmm. like to plan. It makes me frustrated. Yep. If my so this allowed you to freely plan without worrying too much about encumbrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's still like other people's choices would still make you change your mind about what you might be ready to do, but you can kind of see what's available to them ahead of time, mm-hmm. so you can narrow down the potential choices they might make on your turn, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah, Mikey. <laughs> what ed you didn't uh you didn't like my choices that i made <laughs> a little too much area you control were kind of all over the oh, place yeah. mike mm, i was i was trying to well at first i was just trying to dominate one area then i'm like oh no if i don't spread out now i'm doomed so i started being all over the board to like keep everybody in their toes as long as you're in the right Notice. position as long as you're in the right position during the scoring rounds uh-huh. that's that's the that's part of the game that's a big yep. part of the game so you yep. don't always have to have optimum position on the board but in that round if you can see it coming that oh here comes a scoring round coming up mm-hmm. get get to where you need to get to as fast yeah. as you can it definitely makes the board 
spots on the board contested at different times in the game. So it keeps people moving around. There's no, there's actually no point in hunkering down too much because you'll miss out on a whole bunch of scoring. Oh yeah, rest. you can't. No, you can't. Yeah. You have to accomplish. You have to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to hustle. You got to roam like wolves and yeah. get as many things as you can, but still establish strongholds. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I like that balance in the game where it's like, yeah, you want you want to plan ahead and and, and start working toward the the big victory point to mm-hmm. come at the end of the game, but you don't want to ignore those early areas either. And yeah. you can't do everything at once, so you got to pick your your battles as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, each each successive round, you know, when the calendar moves up, the scores increase. So you could you might be well served to plan like kind of give up the first scoring round, which is the lowest, and just start planning ahead for the other three scoring regions that are on there that are going to be or, worth more points. Or like I or, did, or. go mm-hmm. heavy on the first one because everybody else is just kind of getting their footing. Uh huh. And, you know, go really heavy in one location or even two, you know, two tiles Mm -hmm. and then start moving around at your leisure after you've got like a layer. A little safety Up and running. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, as usual, producing extra meeples to move Mm. early in the game is going to be a huge help because you can add more wolves to your board to roam around in if you work toward that particular goal. Oh, yeah. So that, that was extremely valuable. Um, I don't want to scare a player who doesn't like particularly thick gaming here because this game, yes, planning ahead definitely helps. But one of the things I loved about this is it wasn't too hard to plan ahead. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not overly complicated. It, it's it not simple, like- but it it's really elegantly designed to yeah. not be too hard to track everything on your board. Mm-hmm. Right. And what I'd like is whatever thing you decide to do, it generally rewards you for doing it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to make layered while well, you get layer point. Or I'm going to get more pack mates while well, you get more pack point. Mm-hmm. I definitely tried a thing. Like, I could see everybody early in the game was getting their packs to be a little bigger. And that's, I would suggest that is an excellent strategy. I tried to, like, kind of do something with a a leaner pack where I just got them to be able to move further and howl in a wider distance to, to, you know, cause when you howl, you get to do certain things in the radius that you're howling in, like take over a terrain or, or get a wolf to join your pack. So I tried going with the, the, uh, the more, uh, the quality rather than quantity early, but I would say don't do that because you're going to run out of wolves on the board. <laughs> uh-huh. There's only a certain amount yeah. of uh, stray wolves out there. I think you still did very well with that lean strategy. In it. And I think one oh, yeah. thing that's really cool about the pacing of the game is that calendar triggered when the scoring rounds are. Mm-hmm. But the calendar is moved based on what players do. Right. They start collecting lots of, well, lone wolves or but no, putting down dens. It starts moving the calendar and the game along. Mm-hmm. At a, at a nice pace as well. It, this game didn't feel too slow to me, nor did yeah. it feel too rushed. It, it really yeah. set a nice, I agree with nice even sure. pace. Yes. Yeah. No scary, you know, 100-point VP lines to follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it was, it, it was just one month. Mm-hmm. Okay, 30 was the biggest number I saw. And, uh, and it did, and I loved how, I agree with Ed I, and Evan, I love how you can control the pace of this game. Oh, yeah. With I love how games you play like that. it. It's, it's great to be able to, to control that because, you know, if you get ahead, you might want to try to accelerate it and other people are trying to slow it down. And it's just mm-hmm. a whole 
new dynamic that is not complicated, but it's really deep. You know, it's something to really consider while you're playing. So I love that. I like that, Mike. Deep, but not complicated. I think mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. But one thing I well mentioned, since it is an area control game, we are animals. Mm-hmm. The the area control can be kind of ruthless. You can like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna howl away your wolf. Your wolf is mine now. Yeah. I dominate you. Yeah. If you, if you don't like, have oh. two wolves, if they're not next to each other, like you're either any two wolves. Like if you have one that if you're trying to spread out too far and you let one of your wolves be by themselves. Somebody can just and sneak up and steal them basically with a howl, which was yeah, man. You yeah, gotta travel with the pack. Dominate. Yep, you gotta yeah. stay with the gotta pack. Gotta travel with the yep, pack. Yep. <laughs> Lone wolf's gonna get torn apart out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is another great push and pull in the game. Like, oh, you can try to keep everybody in twos or paired up for safety and all that, but yeah, you might not be exploring as much if you're more aggressively going out there and grabbing new territory. Or you need that animal because you're trying to hunt different the kinds hunt, of animals and yeah. oh, I need the last one. It's over there. I gotta go. There. Oh, oh. Yeah, but I I'm... need that prey point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. I think they covered a lot of uh, things that a wolf would be concerned about without <laughs> making it too complicated. <laughs> it did feel thematic in that way. Yeah. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury the wolves. Let's start with Mike. All right. Um, the look and quality were top-notch. Love that. It felt great. Um, the mechanics were simple, deep, elegant, smooth. Um, and, you know, although Evan always gives me a little bit of anxiety in area control games and he starts <laughs> creeping up on my territory. <laughs> I do. I do. He I've been really doing that a lot right. lately. Oh, yeah, you have. And I've noticed. Believe me, it hasn't gone That's unnoticed. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was a good time and I definitely would dig this up. Ed? I love the look of the game. It's hefty. That flipping mechanic is a very fun puzzle to manage. It's definitely a ruthlessly competitive game when it comes down to it. It may turn off some people, but I'm so intrigued by the different unlocked paths you can take. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dig this up to howl at the moon one more time. Yeah. Ed? Uh, Evan. The, yeah. yeah, but the wolf. Oh, sorry, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pictured Evan in my head, but I said Ed. <laughs> and you said Ed. <laughs> Evan? I, I knew what you meant by that. The <laughs> wolves uh, did not disappoint at all. It looked great. It played very well. Excellent mechanics, tons of choices, lots of replayability here. Dig it up. I did not feel that that much like it was ruthlessly cutthroat. I have certainly played more cutthroat games than this. (laughs) I think if you're careful, you're safe. (laughs) There's nothing Mm -hmm. cutthroat about it. Just travel in pairs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, that said, I thoroughly enjoyed this game. Uh, I liked every aspect of it, loved the movement. And boy, oh boy, were they right on point with theme-informing play. This really felt like you were moving a pack of wolves around Mm -hmm. uh, the terrain. So I definitely dig this up. Have you heard the wolves howl? Let us know. (laughs) If you've played this game, we'd love to hear about it. We are at Which Game First on all social media. Our last game up this week is Contact. Not contact, contact. Mm-hmm. That is C O N T A C K. Thank you. Designed by J W Patterson. J W Patterson. J W. Published by Parker Brothers in 1939. The Bros. Number of players two to seven. Ages ten and up. Playtime ten 
minutes. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, tell us what's in this really old small box. The cover of the box really wants us to remember its name. It says it once highlighted across the middle of the board in big bold letters, and once again while it's being consumed by a creepy marionette face that's yeah. declaring that contact, yeah, you heard that right, not contact, is a fascinating game. And inside this fascinating box, we find 36 triangular-shaped tiles. And that's it. That's what's in the box. Well, before we find out if you should contact a copy for yourself, Evan, (laughs) triangulate the rules. All right. A little bit of rules, a little bit of history. Contact is a game played with 36 triangular pieces. The three sides of each triangle are different in color. And each side has a number from 1 to 10 printed at its edge. Players try by matching color and number, or matching color and making certain score totals, to play all the triangles from their hand to make as large a score as possible. So you want to get rid of your tiles. At the same time, try to score as many points as you possibly can. And add up your totals at the end, and that's who wins. Now, the, uh, a little history. The game was first introduced by the Volume Sprayer Manufacturing Company of what? Tulsa, Oklahoma <laughs> in early 1939. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but then it was published by a number of companies, including Parker Brothers, later that year. <laughs> um, the Volume Sprayer edition has pressed wood pieces and a hexagonal tin-lined box. I bet you that thing's a collector's item if those yeah. original versions live out there somewhere mm-hmm. uh it's basically triangular dominoes um mm-hmm. it's a variant of it and it that dates back to 1886 when it was published by frank h richards of troy new york hmm. for 25 cents or 10 cents silver for a cheaper set to learn the <laughs> game so it's basically you know kind of a poor man's version of mm. that game in a sense so there you go a little history little rules that's pretty cool and we'll talk more about the rules because that's kind of their, all there really is to talk about in this game. <laughs> I mean, what, what so else is can it you like, say? So is it like triaminos? Yes-ish. I guess so. Kind yeah. of, yeah. It is. And uh, I got to say, that guy, the weird, creepy oh. mask on the cover. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he looks like a monster from the back rooms of Creepypasta uh, or something. It, it's one yeah. of the... If you're, if you're at a carnival and you're in one of those rides in which they send you in a track, you're going through the mouth of the clown face yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind exactly. of what it reminds me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, you yes. can't... You have no choice but to descend into the mouth of this oh. creep thing. <laughs> yeah. A fascinating game, it says. <laughs> yeah. It's is like, it is he trying to mesmerize you with I, that? I don't know. Maybe in 1939, triangles were fascinating or more fascinating than maybe they are today. I, I mean, the whole thing has a bit of a spooky edge. Yeah, the whole look of yeah. the game. You open up the box and the triangles are kind of set in in another, in a, in a pentagon thing. or hexagon. Uh, it's a hex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a hex. And it's like a star in there that's mm-hmm. uh, got some stark colors on it. Yeah, the whole, yeah. I guess the whole thing kind of has a spooky circus vibe. Yeah, and circus colors certainly. It's the uh, it's the orange, red, uh, blue motif. Yeah, big top. I, was, motif. I mean, yeah, for me, top. I mean, <laughs> orange and yellow though. I mean, <laughs> like, why is that a circus thing? I didn't even realize that because when when I was looking at, it, I'm just like, if you have three colors, wouldn't you want the starkest three colors apart from each other, rather than the orange and yellow? I don't know. 
Yes. And it seems like that, <laughs> that part of the cover that uh that had that clown kind of face on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's actually the volume sprayer edition. Oh, is that something edition. to do with the volume sprayer? <laughs> because yeah, it's company, on the Parker that, that Brothers. That was the original uh, tin box cover. So that, I see. Uh, I see. Okay. That makes sense. Oh, so the original designers creeped us out with a tin version of what we're seeing. Yeah. yeah. So then why do you think tradition. the volume sprayer company produced this game? Right. Uh, I mean, why that's did not they the, do it? That's like 3M making games. Right. Or at least yeah. 3M made paper products, though. You know, like this is weird. Volume sprayer. Was everybody making board games as advertisements back then? Yeah, you, you, there were companies that, that did, just sort of gave just away came board games. Out, paper, you know, paper companies came out with game. We we played, you know, we played a couple of those that have come oh, yeah. out now mm-hmm. uh, from you know manufacturers who are their first business is not producing games. It happens to be like a <laughs> yeah. byproduct kind of the stuff right. they do. So they got this. Someone had an idea and said, "Hey, you know, let's doesn't cost much. Let's make it happen." Wow. Mm-hmm. And I wish you could add it to our of so. sprayers and, and, and whatever, you know, and fire hoses or whatever else they were <laughs> making at the time. Yeah, it's weird. As with most everything at the time, uh, it was patent pending when it mm-hmm. came out. Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this one, trademark and patents pending on that one. Volume sprayer manufacturer. All right. <laughs> the game itself. You okay. take you take the thirty six pieces face down. You do the mad scramble in the middle. Pull five. Lowest score triangle starts the whole process, and mm-hmm. you add up the three numbers on the triangle. Each triangle is unique. You know they they don't have the same uh, exact numbers in the color position. So you, yeah. so each one is unique. Mm-hmm. And the idea you got you have to, if you're going to place a triangle, you have to you must match the color and you m- must match the number to play it. But if you want to score the triangle, you must play the triangle, the color must match, and the two numbers that you line up must be a multiple of five. Or be the same, right? They can be the same, but they won't yeah, score. Won't so score. two sixes, right, right. Yeah. an orange six and an orange six put together, that scores zero. Mm-hmm. But a orange nine and an orange one, that score 10. That scores you 10 points. Yep. And you can get yourself in. God, I'm so bored. Yeah, I know, really. I'm so bored (laughs) just listening to this. (laughs) You can get yourself. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I mean, no, seriously, I had to remind myself hard (laughs) about this game. (laughs) You know, I probably forgot about it the day after we played it. It was just so incredible. I wish they made a YouTube video about it back in 1939. Oh, my God. The only reason I remember is the name. It's as forgettable as a game of Sudoku. You know, wow. it's like asking you to remember. Yeah, it's like asking you to re- <laughs> yeah. remember the setup of your last, mm-hmm. you know, a tic-tac-toe game. Yeah. <laughs> you know? For real, though. Like, <laughs> like that, is, that is not even a joke. I mean, like, honestly, when, when I saw it on the list of games you were reviewing today, I'm like, what the heck was that? I couldn't even remember how to score it. Like, <laughs> and then, I, like, as soon as I saw the, the triangles on the box... It kind of came back to me like, oh, yeah, for some reason, you're arbitrarily scoring by multiples of five. Yep. Why? I mean, I... Multiples of five. Yeah. It feels... The minute you open the box, it feels hopeless. Yeah. Like, it just feels hopeless. You're, like, looking at numbers that have nothing to do with five. Many, many numbers. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. seven, eight, six. You're like, how am I going to make five? You're well, working yeah, with the number reminded me of, of playing cribbage, where you're like trying to get the 15 sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, right, you played the perfect thing yes. for me to get a 15. Ha-ha. Yeah, ha 
And there's, but there's no way to know what somebody's going to play. And, you know, it, so you can't really strategize well, that actually, much. Actually, Mike, <laughs> it, our tiles were face up. Once you draw them, they're face up. Yeah, that's so, true. So we can, you can kind of sort of. Kind of block people, sort of. Yes, a little, yeah, that's true. I did a little bit of that. That's true. A little bit. Um, a little bit. Plus, you can get yourself into like an interesting position where you can score multiple sides of the tile if you get it just in the right spot where it matches two or three sides of the tile. You know, that's very rare, though, it seems like in this game. Yeah, it's not like mm-hmm. Scrabble where you, you know, double yeah. score and triple score all over the place mm-hmm. and there's lots of ways. To, no, it would be yeah. an extremely lucky thing. But there yeah. is, there, I don't know, It's it, it does feel nice. If you can wedge a triangle in there and get two sides to work mm-hmm. in a combination, there's, some, there's a little reward going on there. My something. brain releases a chemical or something yeah. saying good job. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of foolish to like even get the board set up in that way, though. You know what I mean? To give that potential <laughs> yeah. score away to somebody. Especially, like Celeste said, you can see their pieces. You know that if you do that certain yeah. setup, they're going to score that spot for a lot of points. And so. if you have a possible play, you must play your tile. You just can't yes. hold on and draw another tile. Right. And you always draw back you, you draw back up to a maximum of five in your hand. Maximum mm-hmm. of five. Yep. Triangles are hard to pick up, too. Did you guys notice that? Like, <laughs> I was having a hard time, like... You know, like trying yes. to find a good position to put my hand in to pick these things up. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. They're awkward to hold. Pointing yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, for, uh, for the record, uh, it comes with a, a handy dandy tiny rule book, um, mm-hmm. you know, which is, I don't know, the size of like a pack of matches, basically. Yeah. And <laughs> on the back, it says other Parker games include Monopoly, Crossword Lexicon, Pigskin, Camelot, Sorry, Boke, Carter's Game. The Lone oh. Ranger, Pegatee. Oh no, <laughs> Pegatee Lone Ranger. Yep, yeah. Van Loon's game. That's what? interesting. Van <laughs> Loon's game. We gotta find that one. That's yep. terrible. Turing, Quickwit, Rook, Pit, and Flinch. Pit. Mm-hmm. I think we Pits? played Pit and we Flinch. played Pit. Yeah, we, played, we definitely. We played yeah. Flinch. It's a classic. Well. Yeah, yeah, and we refused to play Monopoly and Sorry, so those <laughs> yeah. were not we happening. Refused. Which yeah. game first? Except the other those. ones. We'll eventually get them all. Yeah. Uh, well, how do you Peggy. spell Van Loons? V A N L O O N apostrophe S. Oh, like now, Looney Tunes game. Um, now this game is a bargain compared to Monopoly because this game sold for <laughs> fifty cents oh, at the wow. same time that Monopoly was selling for two dollars. Oh my god! Wow. Two dollars. It's like only eight dollars today. Like yeah. <laughs> maybe okay, maybe it's fifteen dollars. But I like that. The amount uh, of your budget that two dollars was in 1935 mm. is so much bigger. Oh gosh, yes. A ratio yeah. of your budget than fifteen dollars is today. So much. Oh bigger. yeah, yeah. To be quasi aristocracy to have a novel yeah, set. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly <laughs> more than a lot of people daily pay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I I definitely dig this. You can buy it for twenty five cents or ten cents silver. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, right. Well, because that because the coins were silver. Yeah, back then, silver as, dime, opposed, yeah. as opposed to you know whatever <laughs> copper funny. quarters or whatever the hell they had <laughs> non silver ones. I guess. Wow, look at us coin experts over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, explorers, it is time to dig up or bury contact, Mike. Yeah, I knew we were in trouble as soon as I saw that confusing name, Contact. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess if you're going to make a domino ripoff, making them three-sided is a start, I guess. But um, yeah, no, I was not feeling it. Bury it. Ed. 
It's um, uh, a game. Uh, <laughs> Is it? It has a bunch of colorful triangles. Mm. Um, seemed like a classic type of game that simply, yeah, it didn't draw me in. Yeah. So I'm going to have to bury it. And, but it's nice to play a piece of history. Mm. Always. I mean, seriously, what even was this game? Like what? What? Like what is the purpose of this game? Who's taking this game out? Who's picking this game at the store? You guys ready understand. for a browsing game of contact? Let's go. Designed by J.W. Patterson. J.W. Patterson. <laughs> He's the best. Yeah, I mean nothing from the from the minute you see the box till you're done. Nothing grabs you in this game. Yeah. At least nothing grabbed me in this game. It was dull and off-putting from the from the onset, and it did not improve to the point where I can barely remember it. So yeah, it's a hard berry and a deep wow. berry for me. Mm. Bye bye, contact. Bye. Wow. <laughs> should I? Uh, uh, what? Should I? Uh, should I give a? Uh... Yeah, go for no, it. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 see, yeah, dis- see how disgusted I was with the game. I forgot. <laughs> no, I, I, I get, get away from it as soon as possible. And I didn't want to stop your momentum. You were on a roll. All right, try and save it, Evan. Go for it. All right, I'm going to save it right now because I'm going to read to you what's on the side of the box of Contact. Oh, boy. Exciting fun. (laughs) Uh, An ideal family game. Two to seven can play. Uh, Okay, well, of those statements, I think the two to seven can play may be the only real thing going on here. (laughs) Uh, You know, it was a little bit of strategy, but it's luck of the draw more than anything. And yeah, bury it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. That said, what domino-style games have you played? Let us know. We would love to hear from you. We are at Which Game First on all social media. And that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing about all the game exploring you're doing. If you'd like more perks and content from our show, including exclusive episodes and our patron-only podcast, just go to our website, click on Become a Patron today. If you get a chance, please leave us a like, a rating, or a review on any of your favorite podcatchers. Join our chat on our Discord server. We are at Which Game First, and we are at Which Game First on all social media. Happy gaming, explorers. Only cubes, no spheres? Howl at the wolf. It's a fascinating game. 50% better than dominoes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow.